Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Self Mastery Show. I'm your host, Nick McGowan, and on this show, my guests and I unpack the stories that shape us and the lives that we lead on our path to self mastery. So let's not wait any longer. Let the games begin. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Um, I mean, that's a loaded question. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, honestly, I have a little bit of anxiety, but thanks for having me. This is awesome. I'm ready to dive into this awesome conversation. Yeah, man, I'm excited to have you on. I, um, well, we were talking a little bit about the anxiety before, and there are certain, certain people that'll hop onto a conversation like this and they just have a rough time with it at first and then they get comfortable with it. And other people that are just comfortable being uncomfortable. But uh, part of the reason why you're on the show is to be able to talk about stuff like that, you know, to be able to go through your mindset and really what you do in your uh, your coaching and all that sort of stuff. So, hey, I don't want to step on your toes, man. Why don't you tell us what do you do for a living and what's one thing that most people don't know about you that's maybe a little odd or bizarre? All right. Um, so I'm actually in between careers right now, and this is part of my, my path. Um, originally, I went to school for audio engineering. And I've been working at a public radio station for a long time. And it's kind of like just at this point, it's very mundane for me. It's very robotic. And at some point in my life, I'm like, I need to do something else. And my journey led me to mental health counseling. And there's a whole story behind that, too, which we could get into. So right now I'm working in a private practice as a mental health counselor and still working at the radio station, help pay some bills. So it's it's interesting kind of <laughs> two different fields completely but i tell people that the correlation is i have to listen to a lot of things yeah yeah definitely that makes sense so what's that one thing that most people don't know about you um well this is fairly new and when i don't feel comfortable with something myself with like the knowledge of it or the experience of it i don't tell anyone about it but I'm starting to get into Tantra, which is like, it may, for me, it seems like a weird thing because it's like a different me coming out where it's like acknowledging like, oh, I want to explore this, but it's just like, it's, it feels like a completely different me. Um, yeah. So I haven't really, I haven't told anyone about that except for one person who I asked advice about, like, what should I read? What should I like the path in it? Are you typically a researcher? Yeah, I start everything reading. I want to make sure that my my mental plane aligns with the experience before I jump in because I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I just want to do a tantra. It's like, well, why? Like, what is it about it that you want to do it? And so I'm like, I'm just going to learn about it. So I read some Osho books, learn about the spirit, the rooted spiritual aspects of it. Um, cause I want to take things seriously. That's great to be able to look at it from as close to the core as you can. Uh, I know some people just with anything will get a, get hitched onto some sort of fad or whatever's exciting for them. And then they get rid of it a couple months later because it, it wasn't something they actually sunk their teeth into. Yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned core. Um, cause I'll, I'll say one more thing that I really haven't told anyone, um, my therapist recommended me to someone that she met at a meditation retreat 
to do um, MDMA guided therapy. And MDMA, it's it's a heart opener. And growing up, I was never I never did drugs. Like I was pretty much a mama's boy, very goody tissues. But then there's this part of me that wants to explore things in a responsible way, and so that experience was amazing. Um, which made me wonder if that's what I wanted to do as a counselor. I mean, on one one hand, to be able to say, why give people drugs and uh, they experience immense joy and we figure things out from there is such a cool way to be able to look at it where, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, MDMA, anything close to that, Molly, you know, that sort of stuff. I remember there's stuff going around like, oh, it puts holes in your brain. And you don't want to be this zombie because you did E and, you know, whatever. Now it's coming out along with mushrooms and stuff like that, where people are using it in a different way to be able to be therapeutic. How many times have you done that? Just once. Nice. What sort of dosage did they give you? Uh, I don't know the exact dosage, but it was very, um, I did so much research before I did it. I wasn't just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, so the guy was awesome. He gave me all the information I needed. This was maybe like six years ago, I want to say. Um, so it gave me like all vitamins before it. Um, had the, the setting was super nice, is comfortable. Went to his house in upstate New York. And he told me to bring pictures of people who were important to me, like family members. And so, uh, yeah, definitely opens up your heart. Yeah. What would you say was the biggest thing you learned from that? That it's okay to be vulnerable. Because I feel like I told that guy some crazy stuff about myself that I didn't feel like I would ever tell anyone. Um, but when your heart is open and you feel relaxed, it's like, all right, I feel like I could talk about this stuff. And it's tougher without the heart opener. Because then we start, well, I start to feel like the anxiety of things. I feel the vibrations in my body, which has a physiological effect on me. Um, but there are so many benefits of being vulnerable, not just for oneself, but for other people. Because when I see someone else be vulnerable, it's just like, I don't fully understand how tough it is for them, but I respect it so much because... I know it's got to be tough. Um, and then we feel, I feel lighter when someone else is vulnerable. Hmm. Why do you think that is? I believe it's unseen energies that affect us. So I feel like it's kind of like, this might be a terrible example, but someone yawns and then you yawn or someone's laughing. It's like, it's contagious and it's 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 like empathy. It's like picking up other people's stuff. Um, and if someone feels lighter for releasing stuff, then we can feel lighter. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but that's just what I believe. Just the the energies that are getting kind of exchanged between between everyone. That's a good way to look at it. Do you think you can feel that also through social media, like when somebody's expressing something or? the opposite side of that if somebody's being you know you know basically a bold-faced liar about something uh 
I mean, I'd never say no to anything being possible. Um, I feel like it's more difficult for me. It is more difficult to pick up energies via the web. Um, that's not to say it's not possible because I believe anything is freaking possible. Um, like I believe we could start to think about someone who's in a completely different country, someone that we know, and we could tap into their feelings. And I feel like if we believe in something strongly, then that starts to manifest into our reality, no matter what it is that's going on for us internally, what we believe. I believe that the universe unfolds the external experience to match what's going on internally. And if we fully believe something internally, we just have to watch it kind of play out. Yeah. Now, as you're kind of transitioning from radio station into more of what you want to do, how do you, how do you kind of guide yourself through that with what you were just saying? I think it's kind, how do I guide myself? It's still a challenge. I mean, it's always a challenge. Uh, for me, it's a challenge to like say, yes, this is what I want. Um, and I'm going to go for it. Um, cause I feel like we have to have more experiences with what we want, like the mental health field. I'm like, I went into it, um, because it, I have a friend who's in the mental health field and I spoke to her about my outer body experiences and I was trying to figure out a way how I could bring my outer body experience and this new way of thinking about reality into a life where a professional life where it's like, all right, I need a job. I need to like live in this physical world, I need to make some money, but how can I put this towards something that, how can I put this outer body experience and this knowledge towards a field that fits? And so I spoke with my friend who's a mental health counselor and she has like all the same interests that I do. And so many of the same beliefs, I'm like, all right, I could see myself doing that. And this might be weird, but just like imagining myself as an old man, like hopefully I get to be an old man. And if I do get there, it's just like, I just see myself at like a meditation retreat, being this old dude, like someplace tropical. Cause I can't see myself at a radio station um, as an old man. That seems depressing. Not that it's a bad job just for me. It doesn't fit. So, and there is a part of me with the social kind of expectations and the social pressure of, I need to get a degree. Like I got to keep on moving. So it's like, I had to go back to school to get a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in mental health counseling. And I'm like, I'm already in so much student loans. I'm like, this seems crazy. But after my outer body experience, I felt like that released a lot of energy of fear around things. Um, where it's like, yes, I still got like anxious. I still have fear about things um, because that out of body experience happened 10 years ago, I want to say, maybe a little longer, but it created a mindset within me that we're more than just these bodies. Um, so we can take risks in life. Big time. So tell us a bit more about the, uh, the out of body experience. How did that come about? What did that look like? And what did you experience afterwards? Um, I just got chills just like thinking about it. That, that's what happened during it. Um, so this is what I believe. Well, I'll, I'll start in the beginning. So 
I was having an existential crisis, trying to figure out my path in life. What do I want to do for work? Like, what is this that we live in? Who am I? And I would just like look in the mirror and I'd be like, who, like, what is this? Who am I? Like, I went even very logical and practical with the question of, all right, if I chop off my arm, then I'm still me. So I'm not an arm. And I even wrote a book that I didn't publish, but um, it helped me kind of discover a more spiritual way of being. Um, so I dissected like all the physical parts of ourselves, like one by one. It's like, all right, if I get a heart transplant, I'm still me. So I'm not a heart. And even like all of our social identities, it's like, all right, I call myself Kyle, but I could legally change my name. So anything that's like a label in our mind, that's not me either. So it's like, I figured out all these things that we are not. Um, and during this time, like I was crying, like, that's like two weeks straight, just like letting it out, just being so lost and confused. And during this time, I decided to start like reading about meditation and the brain. Um, so I learned about meditating while in a dream state. So it's Tibetan dream yoga. And that's supposed to be like a super profound experience to be able to meditate while you're dreaming. So you're aware that you're dreaming. You're like, all right, I'm going to meditate. Um, so during this two-week span of just like bawling my eyes out and feeling completely lost, I started to like, I feel like my questions of who was I was answered by having the outer body experience. Um, so I was falling asleep one night in my bed and I felt this presence on top of me. Like it felt like some sort of demon. Like I've, I was in the hypnagogic state of falling asleep and waking up. And during this state, I thought about what I read about meditating while dreaming. I'm like, all right, I have this in the back of my mind. I'm aware that I'm in the hypnagogic state. I feel this energy presence on me and it feels like it's sucking energy out of me. But rather than like getting freaked out, I just stayed calm. And while I was staying calm and meditating in that state, I started to hear like a loud whooshing sound. Like, and I started to hear vibrations and feel vibrations. And then I just popped out of my body. And I felt myself floating around the ceiling of my room. And all I could see, I saw my body and I saw like a red laser bouncing around everywhere. And only after I came back to my body did I realize it was the red LED on my TV that when the TV's off, it has the, the red light. And so that was like the only light in my room at the time. Um, but while I was out of my body, I heard this voice. It's like this super deep voice. And it said that I was an important leader. And I was wondering if this was my in my past life he was referring to. And I was aware of the experience I was having. Um, and I asked myself in my mind, I'm like, do I want to meditate while in this state? Or do I want to figure out who this being is that I'm hearing? So I just, I'm like, I'm not going down a rabbit hole any further because this is my first experience of being out of my body. So I'm not going to meditate. So I asked the being, or I tried to ask, who are you? And when I tried to ask that, I think my mind thought of my physical mouth, like physically speaking. And so that's when I fell back into my body because I feel like my mind got attached to my body again with the 
idea of speaking. And then I had chills. I freaked out. I like turn on all the lights. I'm like, what the hell was that? And the next day I looked up all the symptoms of like the vibration, the swishing sound. And I found so many people like, oh yeah, it's astral projecting. I'm like, that's freaking real. <laughs> now you know. That's real. And so then after that, like my mind set about so many things in life, like changed completely. Hmm. And before we go any further with that, I want to point out that you said before that you were goody two shoes and you hadn't done any drugs because I'm going to assume that a lot of the audience has at least tested out some drugs over the course of high school or something like that. And even with some of the wildest shit that you try or just like pump a bunch of things into your system when you're younger, you don't typically get to that sort of experience. There are times where you can trip and you can feel things and feel like you're outside of yourself, sort of. But the astral projection is a completely different thing. Um, I don't think I've ever actually experienced that. I've experienced more of the I'm real fucked up and tripping and I see things outside of me, um, but never the actual astral projection. So I couldn't I can't understand exactly what that feels like from your perspective, but I can understand the thought of like, holy shit, this is real. This is what can happen. So. In that moment, the next day, when you're reading through, this is what actually happened. What what started to shift in your mind at that point? Um, it had. I think it gave me more questions. It actually it excited me too because I felt like I had a passionate direction to go in, something that like was firm. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but something that I was so sure about because I experienced it and it wasn't a mundane experience where I feel like I would judge my life and other people's lives of not questioning our reality. And we're just like going through the motions. Um, so this was exciting for me that this was completely new to me. And it seems like it's completely new to everyone that's in my life. Um, so it's, is like more exciting and interesting. Um, but again, like it helped me release fear and help me take risks. Um, but I also didn't know what to do with this information that I now have. I'm like, all right, great. I'm not my body. What the hell do I do with this information? And I still don't fully know um, other than just like explore it, try to have fun with it. Um, and it, the ability to do that I started to hone it a little bit more um, just because since I I was able to tell myself that this is real, I had the experience, now we can improve on it. So I started to learn the skills of doing more lucid dreaming because we're able to get out of our bodies through lucid dreaming as well. Um, I took a couple of courses on astral projecting, but I feel like we do have to be in some sort of like open state. And I feel like when I was having my existential breakdown and crying all the time, like I was just like open and like releasing so much stuff that I feel like I was able to leave my body more where it's like, now I feel like I put more crap inside of me um, with certain mindsets and beliefs that I feel more weighed down inside. So it's more difficult to even have the astral projecting uh, experiences, but just like having that awareness, it's like, all right, 
Like, what do we have to release now to be able to have more of these experiences? Yeah, and that awareness is key. I get into this often, but if you're not aware, you can't know what the fuck to do next because you're not aware of the thing that's happening or what's in front of you. So even when you became aware of the astral projecting and then for you to take that next step and go, okay, cool, but what do I do with this? How do I do something with it? And being able to start working on that. Now, what sort of, uh, what's the watered down version that you can give of like some sort of things that you can do to be able to get yourself into a lucid state and to be able to actually step into your dream and walk around a bit? Um, practice, um, learning the skills. I feel like if we haven't had an experience yet, and I don't mean to speak for everyone, I'm just speaking for myself and just, I feel like for humans, if we haven't had experience yet, it's hard to believe that it could happen. And if we don't believe it, then we're blocking ourselves right away. So even if we're practicing this, the techniques to leave our body, if we still have that in our mind of this is this real? Like I'm, I'm doing the steps. I'm trying to practice, but we have that wall that we create. So to get rid of that wall, um, for me, I think it was just having that emotional release of crying all the time and wanting answers. So it's like, I feel like I sent that out to the universe. Like I really need answers for some things right now. And I feel like that was given to me. Gotcha. So with, uh, with, with that, you said that it was about 10 years ago, right? Yeah. I'm terrible at dates and time. Whatever. It was a chunk of time ago. Yeah. It does, you don't have to give like, it was September 19th of, you know, whatever. Um, but knowing that it was about 10 years ago and here you are in your transition, uh, into what you're, what you're doing and kind of going from the radio station deeper into the mental health stuff. But what did that look like actually stepping into going back to school, uh, specifically for mental health and just diving deep into that. What did that transition look like? That was a tough transition, but it was exciting at the same time. And actually my outer body experience was probably more like six or seven years ago. Now that I'm doing the math in my head, um, because to go into a university setting with this spiritual mindset, um, I'm like, this is going to be tough to not like want to talk about this stuff. But I know like certain universities are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, we can't measure this. Um, so I had to fulfill that through other means by talking to other like mystics and, and people who would understand this. Um, but I've, I was really focused on doing well in school because I felt like I found a path for myself. Um, and so I was determined and during this time, um, when I went back for my bachelor's in uh, psychology, I still dabbled. I'd had my first experience with ayahuasca. Um, I, I don't know if you want me to get into the ayahuasca experience. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that most people won't touch. Um, because I think it freaks them out, like the process and how much shit comes out of it. And I think there's a deep fear with some people where they're like, I don't want to fix my problems because they've been part of me for so long. So I always appreciate hearing from somebody that's gone that path and did it. So please dive in. And I 
because I have a friend who went to Peru and he became a shaman and then he was living in Brooklyn at the time. And he's like, Hey, I'll do a ceremony in my apartment. I'm like, all right. Like I feel comfortable with you. Cause I wasn't about to like go on this like big retreat someplace far away. <laughs> go to Peru. <laughs> like I was in school. Um, yeah. And, um, so I had the whole ceremony and I had to do a, like a crazy diet for a long time, like very bland and I'm just like, I'm doing this because I feel like, oh, this will be fun. It'll be interesting. Like I want to have different experiences to like kind of understand myself better, to understand our reality. Like now that I have this mindset of from my outer body experience, I'm like, I'm open to like so many different experiences. I, and um, so my experience with ayahuasca, it wasn't like super intense because I set the intention of I don't want this to be super intense. Like, just show me what I need to show, uh, what I need to see. And I haven't had any, like, visions like you had, what you talked about. Um, my experience with ayahuasca was I'd be talking to myself, and I'd put myself in a hypothetical situation, and I'd say, this is what I would do in this situation. And if I was lying to myself, then that's when I'd feel like, uh, I'd throw up. So that's what I got from the experience of just, like, that I lie to myself a lot and we got to get rid of that. Um, so I didn't have any visions and then like, but I, I knew this already. I'm like, all right, yeah, I lie to myself about a lot of things, but um, yeah, ayahuasca just showed me in a different way. Sure. Oh, especially if you, uh, if you, <laughs> if you start to gag and almost throw up when you're lying, like imagine if that happened in real life, even if you're just a lie about something stupid, like, did you move that thing? No. Oh, sorry. Fuck yes, I moved it. I'm sorry. Jeez. Like, if that was just like a gag reflex, you know? It's like, uh, what's it, Stan from South Park? Whenever you saw Wendy. I don't know if you've seen South Park. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, <laughs> that would be funny, though. Uh, yeah. Well, at least that didn't happen, you know? Like, that wasn't a thing that stuck with you. Oh, I threw up. Well, I'm saying it didn't stick with you. Like, not every time you're about to make like a little white lie or something, you just vomit all over fucking people. Um, but that's a that's an interesting thing where it starts like it's a physiological thing. It pushes on you like you're you're lying and it starts to constrict you. So do you now feel that as you kind of move through life after that experience? Oh, yeah, it always I mean, I know what I lie about in my life, whether it's myself or someone else. And I feel like I'm more sensitive than I have been in the path, uh, past on emotional and energetic level. Um, cause I took on a vegetarian diet, um, doing all the mental health work and just like really focusing on what my inner world is. Um, I feel like has made me very sensitive, um, so if I feel like uh, there's something in my life that I'm not dealing with, like I, I feel the weight of it. Uh, I'm sure all humans do. Like they feel it on certain parts of their body, whether it's their chest or, um, yeah. But the younger me would be able to just be like, ah, just brush off to the side, like whatever. But now I feel like I'm more conscious about, about what's what's going on for me inwardly. And this idea of like looking inside, um, I had a psychic friend, I forget how the conversation went, but she told me to look inside. 
And this is the first time I'm just like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean to look inside? I'm like, what, my guts? Like, what the hell does that mean to look inside? And I think asking that question, having the curiosity and intention, the universe shows you what it is. Um, so I feel like our intention and what we want to explore, we have to be mindful of because... Big time. Yeah. That's a great way to think about it too, especially if, uh, like if with a silly thing, like I think of somebody being like, Hey, go into the cabinet and grab the salt and pepper. And you're like, fucking, I don't want to do that. And you get up and you're like, I don't see it. It's not in here. Like whatever. I, I just, I don't know. And they walk up and just right past you and just grab it. It's right in front of you. And they're like, it was right there, right in front of you. You just didn't want to see it. A lot of people will tend to look at things where they don't want to see things and just kind of push them off. But as you start to stretch that muscle, the awareness muscle, especially you start to become deeper and deeper and you feel the responsibility, right? Like to be able to do something with it because it's there. You're like, well, I can't just completely push you the fuck off. So why don't I do something about it? So what does that look like with all the schooling that you've done getting deeper into mental health? Now, looking back at that, what does that look like for you to be able to actually set some of what you've learned into your day to make sure that your mental health is at at least the best shape that it can be each day. Yeah, I have a like a I don't know if love-hate relationship with mental health is the right thing because there's a part of me that's just like, all right, mental health, if we put our energy and focus on it, then we're going to get more of that. So if we say, oh, we have mental health issues, like if we focus on that, then we're going to get more of that. So it's like I have that belief to a certain extent, like the law of attraction in a way. Um, but then I also like appreciate the idea of like helping someone if they're going through stuff. Um, yeah, so my relationship with mental health is it's tough because it's it's all in we want to get out of the head so we want to get in our bodies um because i see a lot of a lot of my clients like everyone stays in their head because we don't even know what that means to be in certain parts of our body and i feel like i'm still kind of learning that as well and i think it's just about putting awareness in certain parts of our body and just speaking and see what comes out so it's like I'll feel into my stomach right now and see what comes out. I'll feel into my heart right now and we'll see what comes out. Um, it's like different parts of our being speaking. Um, but I, I try to do all the the normal things you'd, you'd hear. It's like I try to go in nature. I do yoga, um, do breathing exercises. Um, how do I else? I journal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the standards. But then it's like life still put brings situations to you. So it was like, is this an infinite unfolding experience of like, I'm working on something. So don't we need shit to happen in our lives to work on something? <laughs> so it's like, do I want to have this experience? And so that's where it's like, it's a love-hate relationship with, with mental health. I totally understand that, man. Yeah, I get that too. I had a conversation with a client recently where I was telling him, I have to be mindful of my face at different times with certain experiences because I see a moment happening and I almost just get maniacally happy about it where I'm like, oh, fuck, this is one of those moments. This is where we get to do something like this is that learning moment. 
when sometimes it could be it could just look like me being a crazy fucking guy just like standing there like yeah because i know it's some deep shit that you're about to get into um so when you think of the stuff that you've learned and you've gone through and you've gone through the schooling and you're helping clients and all of that i know different things resonate with different people like some people their jam is is journaling or you know walking out in nature and hiking and all that sort of stuff what have you found to really work with you um it's hard to say because i try to take a person-centered approach um but at the same time there's this spiritual part of me that says like oh this person that's across from me is a reflection of something that's internally of me because i believe everything that exists is connected we're all reflections of each other so it's like what do i need to work on within myself to help this person um i mean ultimately I just like to point people to themselves a lot where it's like, I feel like people start talking about like other people and just like, it becomes like, feels very external. I'm just like, bring it back to your body. Um, and so I feel like I have more like a somatic person centered approach where I want people to find stillness. And sometimes I got to check myself because it's like, I want people to, kind of wonder about life the same way that I do wonder about who they are internally and have like a very like spiritual kind of metaphysical way of viewing things. So that's what I have to kind of check with myself where it's like some people just don't want to go there. So sometimes they just want to work on their relationship with their dad and, and learn communication skills and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you got to be okay with just loving them where they're at basically. Yep. Without being like, why? But why not? Yeah, some clients um, write down their goals of what they want to do. And someone says, like, I want to know myself. I want to know who I am. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I feel like we could get like really deep with that. And I don't know what part of me likes those questions. I don't know if it's like my soul, my mind, but it's like that lightens me up. That excites me. Um, And if maybe that's, something for me too maybe just because that person is a reflection of what's inside of me Um, because i'm always curious about who the hell we are what are we doing here yeah i get that that's cool and especially to be able to think about that reflection and to be mindful of that we can often forget about the reflection or the reflective piece i know there have been times for myself where i judge somebody about something like i'll see them and i'll judge them with something i'll go why the fuck you judging i'm like oh because that's a me problem that's something that I have to work on and just being being consciously aware of that. So I want appreciate that reminder. And I appreciate that you actually look at that and that you're mindful of that, too. It sounds like and tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there could be times where you're almost hyper aware of certain things. where You have to kind of pull yourself back or try to find some balance. Is that right? I have no idea, to be honest with you. Um, I. I don't know what a, like, what do you mean hyper aware, just like emotionally? Cause I don't want to say like, oh yeah, like I, like I soup, I know everything that like someone's going through. Cause I, I don't, um, or maybe I'd like to think I do, but I don't know a hundred percent sure because I'm not them. Um, but this just came to my mind. Um, just like my, in my intention during my, my, um, existential breakdown where I was crying a lot. 
and asking questions. I remember I was driving one day and I was listening to one of my favorite songs that like really excites me. Like it gives me chills when I listen to it. And during it, like I set the intention out to the universe. I'm like, I want to be this like super powerful empath and psychic, like without, this is before my outer body experience. So it's like, I didn't have any knowledge of energy and metaphysical, like doing this type of stuff. So it's like, I thought I'm just like playing around. Like you're just yelling in your car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I feel like since I was in such a heightened state within myself, because I was listening to that song, like I was really happy and I put that into the universe. I feel like it came back to me somewhat because um, I feel like I'm always changing because um, I don't, if you asked me 10 years ago that I would be doing this, like I'd speak speaking with you, I'd be a mental health counselor. I'd be like, I don't see that at all. Like, how does, <laughs> how would I get there? Yeah. And I don't know if that makes any sense, Andrew, but yeah, 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 I, I get that. And I, I can appreciate that. I, I, what I was talking about was being uh, hyper aware of certain things that you do. And then the awareness of that, where you can kind of get stuck in like, oh, well, uh, I'm looking at this person as a mirror. So what's going on with me instead of being there with the other person and being present and finding balance within that, you know, where you learn certain things, but then you go, all right, well, I have to just adopt them and just have them as part of me. Do you find that you've gotten to a point where you have, you have more of that happening where things are just kind of uh, absorbed into your body and now just they've been become who you are? Um, I believe to a certain extent, because I've been, and I don't know how much of other people I pick up, um, but I've been told by people who are close to me, like, whenever you hang out with this person, you come back just like them. And with like whoever I'm with, whether it's family member or other friends, it's like I've been told like you almost become them. So I don't know if I'm just like unconsciously picking up their energy and then being expressive of that. And I don't know if that has to do with what I said before about my intention of wanting to become like super empathic. Um, but I I don't want to say like yes or, or no because I honestly, I don't know because then I would have to like be that person completely um, to say like, yes, I, I feel like hyper vigilant that I'm like picking up things, but I don't know if that makes sense. It might be the empath. Yeah. You know, you can kind of sponge things in. Well, Kyle, it's been awesome to have you on. I appreciate you getting into everything you've gotten into and I appreciate the story and what your, uh, what your journeys looked like so far. So thank you for being on the show with us. Uh, before we start to wrap things up, I always like to ask, what's that one piece of advice you'd give to uh, the audience that's on their path towards self-mastery? Um, show up. We we're talking about this. I just... Whatever that thing is you want to do, it's like don't worry about making it perfect. Um, try not to plan it out in your head. And just like start doing it. And sometimes we, I don't like the word failure, but it's just like, it's, it, it creates another step for us. Every time we have an experience, it's another step. And so it's like, for me, even doing this, it's like, this is a step. And it's like, we got to keep on going. So just like keep on showing up. 
trying our best. We're all on this roller coaster of life together. Mm-hmm. Well, good stuff, Kyle. And thank you for showing up today, man. I appreciate your time. Where can uh, people find you and where can they connect with you? Um, I have a website. It's uh, klenergyportal.com. Um, I have some services there. I have some products um, so they could check it out. Perfect. And all that stuff will be in the show notes too. So again, thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Nick. It's good uh, speaking with you. Another great conversation on today's episode of the Mindset and Self-Mastery Show. So what did you think of the show today? I'd love to hear your thoughts. and Check out the Instagram or Facebook page to join the conversation. If you enjoyed the episode, please jump over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. It helps us be found and helps others be healed. If this episode opened your eyes, made you think, or smile at all, then I'm sure it'll do the same for your friends. Check out the show notes for more info from today's episode and check out other episodes on themindsetandselfmasteryshow.com as well as our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and look up The Mindset and Self Mastery Show. Thanks again to our incredible guests for being real, honest, and vulnerable with us today. I'd like to thank our sponsors. And most importantly, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Your support means the world to us. And with that, remember, your mindset matters, and so do you.